I'm your host Ian and joining me as always is my co-host Nico. How's it going buddy? I'm good, how are you? I am good. We're, we're back live. We didn't quite make a, a make it to the, the, the live recording last week with tech issues and the internet issues that we were having, but we're back this week so um, I'm sure everyone's delighted to see your uh, beautiful face. Well, if they don't like my face, they like this one. Hello, Shia. <laughs> Come for the Nico, stay for the pussy. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, I thought I, I thought uh, I thought I'd stunned you into silence there for once. I thought you might have been uh, stunned for words. No. 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 Of course not. Hello, Boomer. Welcome on in. Boomer says he's barely functioning right now, trying to get up and around. He's lurking. He drank way too much last night. <laughs> Can I just say I'm glad we never did this yesterday because that's how I was like. I also fell for a really dumb trick that Zia got me with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I had the hiccups and she's like, pull your tongue and it'll get rid of your hiccups. I'm like, I no problem, pull my tongue and I just went, bleh, that was, that was, oh, lovely. Well, I mean, in fairness, we would have been like this today if we'd stuck, if we'd managed to go for our original plans last night. We would have been hung over oh, ourselves true, today, yeah. but. Uh, I've been a little bit under the weather this weekend, so we had to knock that on the head. I, I was, I was almost just, I was almost just wanting us to do it just for an excuse, so I could post a photo going, "See, we really are pals." <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do it next time you're off. We will do. We will do. I see. I seem to get the odd weekend off here and there quite regularly, so um, uh, sure we'll be. I'm sure it won't be too long. Anyways, we are a horror podcast. In case you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. This is episode number 86, and in today's show, we are talking all about the 2005 British horror movie, The Descent. Now, before we get too far into it, uh, I just obviously got to do a little couple of pieces of housekeeping. If you would like to support us across our social media platforms, you can do so. We're on Twitter at Damn Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Pod of the Damned. You can email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pod of the Damned. I fucked that up, Nico, and I'll bet you didn't. You, did you notice? No. No, you didn't notice. It, 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 there's, there's no such thing as Twitter anymore. Oh yeah, it's that X thing. It's it? X. So I keep I keep saying Twitter. People know what I'm talking about. People know. It's still it's it'll still it'll forever be Twitter. You see, in like five years' time, we're all going to be like, "What the fuck was Twitter?" There's going to come a point soon where the younger generation is going to be like, "What the fuck was Twitter? like like we were with MySpace and Bebo." I was just about to say that. Like MySpace yeah, Bebo. and Bebo. Now Bebo. it's now it's going to be Twitter. Even though Twitter's still technically a thing, it's just it's just X. See, Bebo was the best one. I'm surprised that's the one that didn't exist anymore. Bebo was the best one. I used to love Bebo. Like, I love the fact that as soon as you open somebody's page, as soon as you clicked on a message or something like that, it played their theme song. So whatever <laughs> song they picked as their theme song. I love that. It's like a it's like walk-on music, wasn't it? Ah, it was great. Uh, hello, Newman. Welcome on in. Uh, how are you doing today? Welcome on in. Thank you for joining us. Um... Nico, we're going to do this uh, part just before we get into discussion, because I get, like, last week when we did uh, Knock at the Cabin, I think, I don't think I was the only one, I think we were both quite surprised at just, like, how uh, much conversation that movie actually sparked between us. Like, there was, we, we, yeah. we got 
deep, like, into some really hefty topics that I really wasn't expecting us to actually get into when we Same. were, when we were uh, talking about that movie. I feel like this movie, we're going to have a lot to talk about, but I feel like we know what we're going to talk about in this movie. I don't think this movie's going to throw yeah. up quite the same sort of social commentary, perhaps. Um, although there might be a couple of little debates here and there. Um, but I want to know your thoughts, your predictions, as always, on where you think the descent will come on our leaderboard. See, this is a tricky one because I remember the critics were high on it and audiences were like, well, blokes were loving this and women hated it for some reason. And I have no clue why back in the day. Okay. So it's confusing me because back in the day, most blokes didn't go on the internet. So I think it might score <laughs> low with, with, with like the audience, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So, I'd say probably about, uh, see, I want to say an eight, but I think it'll be more of a seven. You think it'll be a seven? You go, so, what, what are you going for? Seven. Okay, you're... I'm going to regret saying that. Uh, okay, you're I'll, gonna... I'll split it, 7.5. <laughs> okay, so if it scores a 7.5, that would put it currently in 30th place, which uh, is right where Scream is right now better on screen uh, okay okay well uh, early insight into your thoughts there nico uh well we'll find out at the end of the episode boomer says in the chat pod of the damned a podcast that deep dives into the horror of politics uh, we, don't, we don't get too involved in politics right when we're doing the podcast on that uh, are we are we just are we could I, th- I think we should start a, pol- a political podcast Right, come on, in. independence. We'll start at the big. No, one. I see. What, what I th- what I think <laughs> what I think we should do, Nico, is start like a a multi themed podcast. And every week, you know how in this week in, in in this podcast we talk about a different horror movie every week. I think we should start a podcast where every week we do a different podcast. <laughs> so like one week we do like a political podcast, then the next week we do fucking true crime then we do you know some wrestling then wrestling uh, then a sports one then something else and i think i think we should do that i'm game i think that'd be fucking ace anyways um i need to stop i've been doing this for years just randomly being like i'm gonna start another podcast and uh, i, I don't really need to stop newman didn't says you have four at the same time at one point? i did have four going at the same time yeah. yes um, I mean, in combining this with some of the streaming work and stuff that I do, I essentially have, you know, three right now. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, you know, it keeps me busy. Newman says, this week, politics, next week, chicken. <laughs> For or against it? I think just chicken or the egg. Well, what came first? That's 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 the question, isn't it? I think, I think we could fill a good, solid couple of hours on that. No, really. Dinosaurs is eggs, so eggs came first. Chickens are... Kind of like dinosaurs, right? <laughs> well, technically descendants. <laughs> so birds. So birds came first. Well, mm, uh, uh, see? Anyways, right. <laughs> We're not doing this right now. <laughs> obviously, obviously the egg came first. Point blank. Like, the, there wasn't a bird before an egg. Why not? Because the bird came out of the egg. But where did the egg come from? A dinosaur evolved. A dinosaur bird, yeah. No, just a dinosaur. So the chicken came first. Well, no, because the dinosaur <laughs> had no 
no feathers on it. I bet d- it just because they're saying stuff. chicken doesn't mean it has to be the identical chicken that we know today. But what I'm saying is. It, it, it came from reptiles. I feel very much like if someone's listened to this podcast for the first time, they have not came for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Scientifically, there was eggs first, okay? That's all I'm saying. I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't agree or disagree with you. I'm just trying to wind you up, to be honest. <laughs> um, Boomer just says both are delicious. It's, it's... I would love to try a dinosaur. Would you like to taste some dinosaur? Well, I mean, like, you yeah. can eat, like, I, I think I've eaten alligator. That kind of counts, right? I've eaten alligator too. It's quite nice. I, 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 I would assume it would be a bit like that then. Kangaroo's finer. Kangaroo is good as well, yeah. Um, Newman says, the only way to know is to know who went down on who first. <laughs> okay, and on that bombshell, we're going to talk about today's movie. We are talking... Exactly. We are talking all about the descent. Just, hey, give me a smile. Gino, are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. <laughs> There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. was released in 2005 was written and directed by Neil Marshall and stars Shauna McDonald, Natalie Mendoza and Alex Reed. The IMDb plot is as follows. A caving expedition goes horribly wrong I am fucking words up that I would never... Why are you licking your cat? I'm trying to put you off (laughs) A caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. So, this is uh, my... I think this is my choice, right? This is my week. This is my pick. Yeah, I, can't even remember, I can't even remember what my own picks are. This is my pick <laughs> this week. And this is a movie... I picked this movie. This is a movie that I've loved for since it came out. Um, I think... Yeah. I, and this is a movie that I've re-watched pretty regularly. I would say... 
over the years, I probably have at least rewatched it once a year, if not more, in that time. I've I'm seen. Guessing you never saw it in the cinema. I didn't see it in the cinema. No, this came out in two thousand five. Yeah. I would have been thirteen or fourteen at that point. Um, well, see, at that time, I'd have been sneaking in to see it. So, well, I never used to sneak into the cinemas. I was a good boy. She doesn't believe you. I was a good boy. I literally was having this conversation with Anna the other day. I was like, I was a good boy when I was at school. And then I left school and went to uni and discovered sex, drugs, and alcohol. <laughs> and, uh, and everything changed. <laughs> um, at that sex point, everything changes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm assuming, therefore, then, that you did see this in the cinema. Yes. Yeah. Hence me saying earlier. It was one that, when you were coming out, every bloke fucking loved this. Like, every bloke. And there was a lot of women just was like, I would never happen. No, it would never happen. And you're like, all right, fair enough. Well, I mean, when I was reading, again, as always, I read online, you know, general consensus and opinion. And I have to say, in general, the consensus on this movie is is very positive. However, there is that sort of section of people who seem to really dislike this movie for for some unknown reason. I don't understand it. And listen, I'm not usually a person who would say this because I don't generally believe in this train of thought. But I genuinely, this if you think The Descent is a bad movie, you're, you are wrong. Yeah. Like, I, and I, I, I hate being that person that says that I don't generally like to tell people that their other opinion is wrong. But... I just, I just don't see how anyone can think this movie's bad. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assu- you're obviously saying there that you know you think all the men seem to like it. Potentially got something to do with the fact that it's ninety nine percent female cast. See, it's weird because like it's a strong female cast. It's like one that you think females would like. But, it's, it, but it, I remember, I, I remember coming out of the cinema and honestly, we went to Heroes straight after, which was right across from the cinema. Yeah, because it was when I had my Cine World thing. Well, it was Virgin at that point, I think it was, and went in there, and everyone used to talk about films afterwards. You chat up dames, wait and nothing you can. Yeah, and everyone, everyone that I was talking to was like, "It's a brilliant movie." Apart from the females, like the females just didn't like it for some reason, and it had a strong female leads. I was so surprised. Well, that's like, a, that's the thing as well. Like, the, you, it, it, our main cast here is is all female. Obviously, there's there's the the husband at the very beginning, and some of the crawlers are male. But for the, that's the we'll we'll say all female cast just for the purposes of this movie. There is nothing they they haven't sexualized the cast in the slightest in this movie. There is absolutely yeah. no sort of sexualization of our female characters, which is something that you would generally lead to believe that there would. Um, get the sort of female viewer more on board. Yeah, and they, that was a weird thing because it was all fucking Spice Girls, Girl Power, all that fucking shit was on the go at the time, you know. And yeah, this movie is pretty much Spice Girls in a cave if you think about it. You know, you, you got one that everyone <laughs> should like. Well, think about it, you've got one that everyone should like. You know, they they all fit the bill. They're they're all sporty. So when I was different. so when I was reading up about this. People were like, and we'll we'll get on to sort of maybe more concrete comparisons between the two. Um, but people were drawn. This is obviously directed by Neil Marshall, who directed a, another movie that we've covered on the show, a movie that we're very high on as well, Dog Soldiers. And, oh, I thought you meant Doomsday. And we haven't covered that on the show, have we? <laughs> I, I was thinking this. That'll be the next one. Um, and there was people drawing comparisons between those movies because 
Dog Soldiers is largely a male cast. It is yeah. kind of the opposite of this movie. Well, it's kind of the same, but in a parallel. It's like almost in a parallel universe, isn't it? It's kind it of like this. Could be in the same universe, to be honest. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's the same but different. If that makes sense. Um, one they're terrified by werewolves. The other one they're terrified by cave dwellers. Yeah. basically. And then one they're, it's they're not and one it's all men and one it's all women. People were drawing the comparisons right. that in the in Dog Soldiers. The, the male cast is generally... We are getting a lovely view of some some a cat grooming themselves there, which I think, to be honest with you, that might get us some new viewers. So if I say come and look... like I, I might just advertise this as um, Red Hot Pussy Show. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sheeta. And see... He's not, not your eye candy. She's she's definitely the eye candy of this podcast now. And listen, I think <laughs> uh, you're not telling me that if I advertise that we wouldn't get new viewers. I <laughs> know uh, that is very true. Um, so anyway, so people were drawing the comparisons that um, the male-led dog soldiers, the cast, the characters in there were much better sort of put together. They worked as a team. Uh, they made more logical choices. But people were complaining that in this movie, the all-female cast, things went to shit really quickly and that they didn't make logical choices. Now, a couple of things that I want to just sort of throw out there. You have to remember as well, in Dog Soldiers, they are soldiers. So they are specifically yeah. trained to work as a team. Right? And under pressure. And under pressure. Whereas this is just a group of friends here in in uh, in The Descent. But also, I, I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm looking at it from a male perspective. I don't know. But I don't see... Apart from Juno, who we will definitely get into, because Juno's there's... a cunt. Juno. Is Apart a cunt. from Juno, I don't see any decision that any of the characters make that's really like super out there to the point where you'd be like, "That would never fucking happen." Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. To be honest. Oh well. Because, well, yeah, because like most of them have their heads screwed on. They know what they're doing. They're they're all adrenaline junkies. They're not stupid. Yeah. Like, most people say adrenaline junkies are stupid, but no, they're not stupid. These guys know what they're doing. All the girls are, basically, they've done this shit before. They've done this it's shit just, before. They know what they're doing, hard. but at the end of the day, they're still just, you know, amateurs doing this. This is yeah. their this is their hobby. It's not their profession. Nah. You know, because we get told a couple of them. One of them's a teacher, and one of them's a doctor, and, and whatever else. So we get told they're... they're the, the, this, you know, they don't do this for a living. This is just what they do in their spare time. So they're good at it, but they're not, like, soldiers who are trained to... Obviously not maybe trained to deal with werewolves, but are trained to work in a team in challenging situations under pressure. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there in sort of defense of this movie, Early Doors, because I wanted to sort of... Because like, I've seen some of the criticism out there, and honestly, like... I am so fucking high on this movie. Like, I, I, I'm going to tell everyone right now, I'm giving this like a really fucking high rating at the end. Unless Nico yeah. somehow manages to talk me down, and I don't think you will, because I think you're probably going to be just as high as me. Um, if, if you maybe... You're I'm hoping. I'm hoping, anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of throw that out there, just to catch up with the chat very quickly. Boomer says he saw this in the cinema. He said it was very, very freaky. Um... And by yeah. the way, the book is really, really good. A bit long, but still good. Is there a book of this? I didn't know. There was I a didn't book. know there was a book of this. So yeah, there you go. Something new. Um, it also has. Because Boomer seen it in the cinema, right? 
Boomer, see when you saw it in the cinema. I'm guessing you saw the American version, but see with the bass at the end. Was it like just as creepy as the UK version? Yeah, I was gonna uh, bring on to obviously uh, that he, he, um, he also says that it has a Real Housewives subplot going on, which it does, which we'll talk about as well. Um, but we'll get on to uh, uh, the ending because I'm assuming you've watched the UK ending, which is the yeah. not so good end, the, the bad ending, shall we say? Not bad as in technically bad, the bad as in it's just a, a sad ending. I thought the US one was a sad one as well. In the US one, she escapes. Oh, does she? I thought in the US one, it, like, dragged her back with a kid. No, that's the UK one. That's the UK ending. Oh, okay. I just thought the UK one was she wakes up and you see her. I thought that was a difference, you know, the last scene where you see her still in the cave. Yeah, so no, no. So the, the last scene's still in the cave. She's She believes she's there with her child, the birthday cake, which is the visions she's having throughout the movie. Uh, and then obviously yeah. it zooms out and you see that she's she's just there with her, her torch and the, the cave dwellers are circling in on her and that's the end. Yeah. Very, very bleak ending. That ending is kind of completely blown out the water by the sequel. Um, okay. Which... Still not seen it yet, Okay. I'm going to. Okay, um, do you want my brief opinion on it? No, I'll watch it and then you can tell Okay, me. okay. Um, we can cover it if it's that shit. It's, well, uh, it's, all I'll say is it's not as good as this one, but I think that would have been a, a hard task anyway. Um, and, the, and like I say, in the US version, she escapes at the end. And I think, I think that makes a big diff. I think it really does make a big difference on how I would feel about this movie. I think if I'd watched this for the first time and she'd escape, I don't think I'd be as high on this movie as I am. I like the bleak ending of this. See, in the cinema, like, you sort of knew it was coming. You had an inkling it was coming, you know? Yeah. And when they fed through the fucking bass, it was just that, like that, is, it zooms out. Yeah. So it was even more atmospheric. It was it was like really really creepy because as it was zooming out, you heard like a bassy tone, and it was just like it was so cool. It was like one of the the coolest endings. You yeah. Know what I mean, because it was just it was just the zoom out sort of thing, and they're like, it just was really really smart to be honest. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think I think it's I think leaving. I think sometimes people are just too focused on making sure that people leave the cinema feeling good. And I think, uh, let's let your audience leave that cinema after watching this harrowing film and we'll we'll get into, you know, what actually goes on in the content in this film relatively shortly. But you go through this film, there's it's so bleak throughout and then just, it's just like a fucking gut punch right at the end there, isn't it? Like, we've just been through all this. She's had to not only try and survive and kill her friends, but even after all that, she doesn't even make it out herself. And it's just fucking horrendous. So, come on in, which one did you fancy? <laughs> why, 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 why have you got to turn it sexual, Nico? Am I wrong? Was there one that you fancied? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Well, it's it's a genuine because we we debated this as well. Who was the hottest one in it? Oh, who do you think it is? Well, I think it is Beth. Oh, see, I <laughs> I thought it was Beth as well. <laughs> I really didn't think we'd pick the same one there. To be honest, I really, really didn't. <laughs> 
That's that's exactly my type. A thick accent, fucking dark hair. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, Boomer says there is a book. I'd be interested to read the book actually. You said, although you did say it was a bit over long, um, but it's still good. I'd be really interested in actually checking that out because I wasn't aware there was a book of this movie at all. I didn't know that either. Um, he said we couldn't handle the sadness over here. Um, which may be true. I do kind of prefer her triumphing after such an ordeal. So Boomer, even Boomer, and, and I usually prefer a bleak ending. Boomer says. So Boomer actually says that he in general prefers a bleak ending but to this movie he actually preferred the, the happier ending uh kate lamp in the chat also welcome in thank you very much for the follow long time follower of the podcast thank you very much also says i prefer her escaping it was already bleak enough so people in the chat there are saying that they prefer the uh they prefer the happier ending but again you know is it a case of the sadder ending maybe just doesn't translate well to a, a north american audience that's maybe what was making folk pissed off over here, if you think about it. Could be. Because, I never like, remember. honestly. I never remember seeing... I didn't see the happy ending till much, much later. Every single time I I've watched still it. still not seen the happy ending. Have you still not seen it? So there you go. So that's like, it's just not shown over here. It's not on... I mean, I'm assuming it's on... I have the DVD of it. It might be on, like, the the... the the bonus features maybe on the dvd you could look it up online you'll find it online but whenever it's broadcast if it's broadcast it's that the u.s ending is just never shown the theater it's always the uk ending yeah for us anyway again i'm assuming if it's ever shown in the states it's shown with the the u.s ending would guess so yeah yeah uh boomer also says by the way speaking of decisions how great would anyone's decisions be uh be and be lost and chased by monsters exactly so we're talking about the decision making earlier of the female cast you know they're they're in and this is what i want to talk about the movie because this is one of the things i think makes this movie so great right this movie has three villains three different villains it has the monsters which is like your really conventional villain yeah there's people out there with the train of thought that they don't even need the monsters because the caves and the claustrophobia counts as a villain and that is scary enough. Uh, okay, and Juno. Okay, I'll go. Ahead. And each other. I've just put down each other as the third villain. But Juno's the cut. Like, nobody else is fucking killing everybody else. Well, well, here we go. Because uh, there's a school of thought out there amongst um, amongst the, the horror fandom that, in actual fact, and I want to get your thoughts on this, there is no Quave Dwellers. They are a figment of Sarah's imagination, and she's just, like, straws broken the camel back. She's just flipped, and she's killing her friends. Mm. Nah, I'd, I'd prefer the actual... I mean, you prefer it, but that, 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 that's a, a, a reasonable train of thought. But if you think about it, well, how does that explain Juno killing Beth? Well, I mean, because Sarah's attacking... The, the, the Juno still would kill Beth in that scenario because she thinks someone's... Like, the let's... Let, like, just for a moment, in defence of Juno, right? <laughs> and I don't really want to defend no. Juno too much. No. Um, she didn't mean to kill Beth. 
True, but then Killing Beth wasn't being monsters. Killing Beth was well, no, because she could just she could just she could just think that it was Sarah. No, but that's the thing; they're not seeing the monsters; they're seeing Sarah. But that's the thing; like, there's three of them getting attacked at once. Sarah can't be in three places at once. But who's to say that's all happening at the exact same time? Well, yeah, it is all happening at the same time. They're like one gets pulled away from the other one and all that shit. By Sarah. The first time that the monsters attack. Yeah, the first time the monsters attack, it is like three of them doing. Listen, I'm not. I, I'm not sitting here saying that it's the right train of thought. It's just something that I thought was an interesting one to throw out there. I think that's it's an interesting one, but I do not think it is right in any way, shape, or form. Okay, okay. It um, might be in the books, but it's definitely not in here. Uh, I, I don't know if it's in the book. So, another train of Maybe thought that people, either. another train of thought, like as I just mentioned earlier, that people had as well was that this movie actually doesn't need the monsters at all and then a lot of people when i they have criticized the movie they've praised it up until the point where the monsters actually are introduced they think it's a perfectly fine horror movie without them and they actually say that i've actually seen people write and read that 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 that's ruined the movie see i like movies where it builds up and there's more than one thing threatening and I think the monsters make it scarier, make it more seem like that whatever it is getting them, the monsters themselves is it it adds that extra layer that you need. It's for me. It's a case of like I think right, and we I think we mentioned it in one of our slightly more recent episodes about movies that are just this expert at building tension and being really claustrophobic and i think someone in it was someone in our chat that posted the descent it might have been boomer actually um that posted the descent was a really good example of a movie that does that and i i think this movie does that so well because you have like this movie's about what an hour and 40 minutes long and the pacing oh, yeah, of the, yeah. the pacing of this movie is actually batshit crazy. Like when you sit there and you look at it and you sort of break it down, you are, you would actually sit there and think the pacing of this movie is fucking all over the place, right? But yeah, the, the, it's such a good like. So it's twenty three minutes into this movie before they even reach the cave. So we've got twenty three yeah. full minutes of sort of uh, world building, story building. Uh, of all that sort of things, backgrounds to the character, which for 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 some people is way too long. Some people, but but there's just something quite engaging about it. You get a couple of early jump scares in there with the crash and Sarah's dream when the 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 metal pipes come through the window. So there's there enough there to sort of keep you engaged, right? Yeah. And then it's eleven minutes after that we get the cave in which we'll talk about that scene, because I think for most people, that's the scene of this movie that's, like, the one that freaks them out. Um, so it, it, it's quite a short time. But then it's another almost 20 minutes after that before we even see the monster, when Sarah gets that first glimpse of the monster, with it being a further five minutes after that, we get that first scare. But once we get that first jump scare, the night vision scene with the monster, this film is a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. And then it sort of chills for a little bit, like, just for a touch. When they're, like, fucking... What is it they're doing again? It's a bit where she's, like, lying down with her or not. You know, they're in the cave hiding. Yeah. And it just, it just, it sort of settles you a little bit. 
just to bring your heart rate down to fucking boost it up again. Yeah, but it just keeps going. Like. And it just keeps going. I, I genuinely think the pacing of this movie is is Further ups- eating. You know the bit further eating. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just it, like you say, if you were to write that down on paper, like I have, you know, like when your sort of key moments happen that sort of change things, you re- you would sit there and think the pacing of this movie is really bizarre. It's it's not it's not really cut into defined act. You know, everything's sort of a three act movie. This doesn't feel like it's sort of cut into defined acts. You know, I mean, yeah. And, 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 even if it does, I think that works in its favor. So. But even if it does, the acts are really imbalanced. You could say, you know, first act is before they reach the cave. Second act is when they're in the cave, but they haven't found the monsters. And then third act, everything after that. But then that would make your third act almost an hour long. And yeah. you know, you know, it just it's 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 very weird. Um, but it's something that I think works incredibly well. The tension that that first twenty minutes, even though after the car crash happens, there's no danger to any of our characters in that 20 minutes. There's still this really sort of uneasy sense you get. You can feel the tension between the characters. We already have worked out at this point that Juno was having an affair with Sarah's husband. Um, yeah. So we, 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 we really hate on that character. But in all of that sort of group, um, the group sort of scenes, that you can feel the dynamic in them is really sort of frosty, can't you? Like, it's like they're trying to help Sarah, but at the same time, they're scared of her. I don't even think it's they're scared. I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's they're scared of her. I think it's they're scared of what, they just, they're just walking on eggshells around her, aren't they? Yeah. You know, she's, scared of what could happen, yeah. she's gone through this terrible loss, although the loss of her husband might not have been so terrible because he was, you know, a piece of shit, but the loss of her, uh, her child is definitely something that's really horrific. And there's a, there's a scene later on that just really makes me hate Juno even more where she's like, oh, we all lost something in that crash. And it's like, bitch, you were the, yeah. you were the other woman. Like, yeah. that, that, that really was like the nail in the coffin to me for her character. And they almost tried to give her like this redemption arc where she was like, I'm not leaving without Sarah. She went back for her to try and save her. And I'm really fucking happy that Sarah was just like, no, fuck you for everything that you've done because not only did she cheat on like did she have an affair with her husband she also lied to them about the caves she killed beth for uh, even though it was an accidental kill like she and and she just seems every group right every big friendship group has the person who thinks they're in charge has the selfish person basically and juno is the most selfish one in the group but that's the thing about it but like ramped up to 11 as well like she is i i could not be friends with her but i guarantee you are friends with somebody that's similar to that oh yeah well i have been friends with people who are similar than that um but you know we try and <laughs> eliminate these people from our lives <laughs> um, uh. okay just catching up on the chat again boomer says juno is the cutest he f- but she'd probably Black Widow me, he says. <laughs> um, Likes a bit of a bad girl, do you, Boomer? Don't we all? Uh, he also says, um, he thinks it's an interesting point that Sarah maybe potentially already knew about the cave, planted monster costumes, and then played dress up as a gremlin to kill people. <laughs> I'm sure that definitely happened. Um yeah, totally. And Kate Lamp says, but, I think... Sorry. There's... Back to the thing, I was thinking about it, right? 
the bit where it's all on camera, the monsters eating wouldn't make sense if she was the killer. Listen, uh, like I say, there's there's obviously parts in it that, that um, disprove the theory. Um, no, I, just because I was thinking about it just now, and it just came. I think that, I think it that, would. That's I, the scene that definitely disproves. I it. think it would be an interesting theory, though. Like you know, she she finally snapped. Like she's been through this huge ordeal, and now she's stuck. And everything up until the point where the cave in actually happens, that all happens as we see it on camera. But that's what's caused her to finally fucking snap. And you know, yeah. it's all Juno's fucking doing. Yeah, because no, I, I was the only thing because I was I was sitting here when you were speaking. I, I, that made me realize that yeah, I, that doesn't hold up for me. That mm. theory put up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Kate Lamb says, I think it portrayed the female friend group dynamics pretty well. A lot of the time, there are so many little conflicts or dramas going on under the surface. And I think that's a really good point because we've obviously talked about the conflict that would be going on between uh, Sarah and Juno. But you can also see, yeah. like, there's the, the, like, Beth also has a, clearly has a very sort of frosty relationship with Juno. Um, I don't know if she's maybe just, like, taking sarah's side in the whole sort of thing which she'd be absolutely right to do because you know sarah's not done anything wrong but you also have that sort of sibling rivalry that's going on um there's the two sisters and they're sort of bickering back and forth as well um and then you also have like the newbie introduced to the group because we've got holly who obviously is juno's friend and um, they call her a prodigy and i'm not sure if that's meant to be like a euphemism for girlfriend yeah um, but there's this sort of new person introduced to the group and everyone's a little bit like sort of sus like not suspicious but just a bit wary of her but it's uh like I think it, I like being friends with girls a lot it's true, <laughs> always, it's true my life I've always hung around with girls a lot more than I really should have right and uh even, even just as friends by the way and I, yeah, the girl dynamic in it is very, very similar to what I've seen in a lot of girl groups. Like, really, really badly. You, you always get the one that's... It's like the best friend dynamic. So it's like, you might be my best friend, but I'm Aww. definitely not your best friend. It would be whoever... Defin your, def definitely not. Somebody else. <laughs> you, no, but I'm using that as an example, yeah. Okay. So it'd be like, say, say if we were working at Trotball together sing city right so say you were my best workmate there mm -hmm. jack would have been your best workmate jack might have been i might have been his best workmate you know it, it's okay. that whole thing really well done on giving an example that our listeners can get on board with. <laughs> i was trying to think of one but <laughs> right okay nico uh are you claustrophobic no no how do you feel because you no Every single time we cover a movie about monsters and, you know, what would you do in this situation? You always, you always come out with a very sort of cavalier, I'd, I'd fucking I'd kick, never gotten the fucking I'd kick. fucking kick the shit out of everyone kind of attitude. You'd never go, you'd, you'd never go I wouldn't in. be running for them. I, w I wouldn't be running for them, but I'm, I'm too fat to get in them caves. See if it was <laughs> fuck when I was skinny, I would have done it, but nay, no, no danger. Um, I'm not flexible enough. That's let's just. I'm too fat. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm a bit. Like... The, I'm a bit the same as you, to be honest. But let's just say, these are caves that are designed for you know the non-slim, you know, middle twenties year old woman, and that sort of 
closer to middle-aged, chubbier men like us can actually See, get down them. How if do you... I was in my mid-twenties, when I was skinnier and I was actually flexible, I'd have been straight through that caves, I ain't no problem. I, would, I mean, listen, I've done, you know, rock climbing, abseiling, all these sorts of things. I've done my fair share of, like, white water, white water rafting and, and, and sort of gorge walking and all these sorts of things. I've done my fair share of all this stuff before in my life. I would not go caving. Why? No, that's that's just a step too far for me. And I'm not someone who is particularly claustrophobic. I just um no, I, I maybe maybe it's movies like this. I just know I just, there's something about it that doesn't really appeal to me at all. There was when I was in Czech, there was a cave thing you went in and it gets smaller as you go in and it basically the cave it goes like this. It goes like that and then it veers off one side. Uh-huh. So if you come in from one direction, you can get lost going into like a dead end, and the other side goes straight past that opening. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so it curves round. So it's basically a curve like that. So I went in that pitch black, no torch, no nothing, like nothing. It would, and I, I fucking loved it. I put my hand against the wall at one point, and I could feel water coming through. Yeah, and it, it was brilliant. I loved that. Well, good for you, but no, that it's just that uh, it's just not for me. Um, it, it's just it just doesn't appeal for me. And then we have the scene. There, there's sort of, there's maybe like sort of two scenes I think that really sort of stick out in this one as being memorable. And the first one is the cave-in scene where she gets stuck in the tunnel. And yeah. I think even for people who aren't claustrophobic, that's kind of like a worse nightmare scenario, isn't it? Oh yeah. But the the bit where it's leave the fucking rope, I love that, you know? Yeah, like, fuck this shit. Well, they have to, it's don't like, they? Otherwise, they're going to fuck. Like, it's like, get the rope, you fucking, come on, we might need it. Leave the fucking rope, let's go. Yeah. It's it's just, I think, there's something sort of very, like, almost, sim- there's something really simple about what this movie's done, isn't it? And that, it, yeah. like, that idea that you're, you've gone caving, which that idea alone is terrifying enough for a lot of people but the idea yeah. that then you would get stuck is something i think that would would scare 99.9 percent people on this planet like if you were in that See, situation and you were stuck you'd be fucking terrified and there's oh, something yeah, that this totally. movie this movie just plays on that so so well it just it just really taps into that really basic fear that it's almost universal it taps into that whole buried alive thing as well, because mm-hmm. every human being's got that, and they don't want to be buried alive. Yeah. So it taps into that as well. But do you know what scene I quite like in this? And it's such a simple scene, but it it, it like it makes you think about it. Yeah. It's that bit where they find the extra crampon when they're going across the roof. Yeah. That's the other and scene that I was going to bring up. The old ones there. Yeah. I love that bit because. Like they're like, oh, this is somewhere nobody's ever been. Straight away, it fucking says that yeah, somebody's been in here, and they didn't make it out, so something's got them. That's yeah. the bit when I like, you know, that there's monsters there. But yeah, it's, there's it's, something killing them. It doesn't even necessarily have to mean that there's monsters there, though. As well, you could just assume yes, there's been people here before, but they just didn't find the other exit. There were just there isn't another exit, so. You could either make the assumption... Like, there's two ways you can go with that. You could go to the assumption that there's something else in this cave that's killed these previous people, and they're going to come for this group as well. Or yeah. you could say, right, we're going to follow these people, but we're just following these people to their deaths because there's no other way out. 
And there's something quite grim, and it goes back to that really sort of bleakness that we were talking about with the endings. Uh, there's something quite bleak about that as well that I I really like. But that's the thing about it as well, right? It's you're you technically wouldn't be following their death. Yes, you are, but they had a way out. The caving didn't happen for them. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Means something got them in the cave. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. No, that's a very good point. So that's why I like that bit because it's just that moment where it's like someone's got to get these fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. But I think I think what as well is if you've gone into this movie blind, then you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, if you've gone into this movie because bl- the monsters are blind. I think if you've gone into this movie blind, and you get to that point where they're they're hanging off the roof and they're travelling across this sort of crevasse, whatever it is you want to call it, um, there really must you really must be thinking like what the fuck's going on at this point, right? What's gonna like? I just I would just like to know. I I, I can't remember thinking what I thought when I first saw this movie. It was too long ago. I would really like to know what the thought process that would go through for people at that point when they were watching this for the first time see i actually wasn't gonna go see this the first time i watched it mm-hmm. i only went because i can't even remember if it was darts or football i used to do heaps of stuff but then something wasn't on something had been cancelled a yeah. game had been cancelled because so i ended up going with my mates to watch this and there was about eight or nine of us going because we all had that cinema passes yeah. and we used to go there before we went out drinking so you'd finish early on a Friday and you'd go watch someone like this and then you'd go drinking. So you had a talking point with everyone. Yeah. It was quite a good way of doing it and including new folk in the group as well. Yeah. So this is one of those ones where I only knew about three or four of the guys there. I didn't know everyone. Mm-hmm. And there was not one person in our group that didn't like this film. Yeah. Like every single... They were all blokes ranging from their... 18 to about 30 odd so it was a mixture of folk so it's it's one of those this is a movie that taps into no matter what age you were it tapped into some sort of fear you had whether it was the monsters whether it was the cave whether it was the claustrophobia with the cave and all that mm-hmm. whether it was the fucking anything in it like so much stuff in it got different folk for different reasons yeah and i, I like that about this movie yeah Definitely. Uh, let's catch up with the chat again. Um, Boomer says he wouldn't go down there either. I remember the story of a kid who went exploring in a cave and got stuck. Rescue cues couldn't get him, so he just died that way, stuck in a cave in the dark. Nope. He says, I say kid because I'm 40. It's fine. Nico, Nico's 42. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kate Lamb says, any claustrophobia I have is specific to caves thanks to this movie. Um, so literally, this. It's. It, I feel like this movie does have that. You know how, like... No one wants to drive behind a lorry that's carrying logs. <laughs> See, I've seen it and I'd still do it. No, but yeah, okay, you would. I think in future you're just exempt from from these examples because the majority of <laughs> it's a thing. I'm just talking about it being a I, thing, Nico. Well, I have mild psychopathic tendencies. Mild. I, I will mild yeah okay. so um like but you know how there's that thing where people there's that I mean? thing where people won't drive behind a logging truck 
because of Final yeah. Destination 2. People won't go in like the water. Like, folk won't go in sunbeds because folk of Final go- Destination as well. Yeah, exactly. People won't go in the water after dark because of fucking Jaws or, you know, whatever else. Yeah. This movie has that effect for caves. Yeah. Like, there was only once that I actually proper had a flashback to a movie, and funnily enough, it was Jaws. <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we went camping. Yeah. It, I think it was Bealside or somewhere. It was it it was off one of the rivers in Aberdeen anyway. Yeah. And we were right next to the river where we were camping. And it was skinny dipping time, you know if it like oh, it of, cor- of course it, of course it was. <laughs> we'd, we'd all been drinking, right? We'd all been drinking. And uh, everyone was back on shore, and I was swimming. I was the last one coming in because me being me, I went over the other side of the river. Yeah. And as I was going across, something hit my foot, came round and hit my other foot as it was as I was swimming. And I'm not joking. I I was in the water going, fuck, like because I was slightly (laughs) drunk, you know. I'm like I'm thinking in the river, fucking D or Dawn, that there's a a fucking shark away to eat me. You know what I mean? (laughs) You were drunk. <laughs> I was very drunk. Uh, like, but... like about about three strokes further, I could probably stand up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are we still talking about you being in the water? <laughs> three strokes and he's done. Anyways, um, hey. Boomer says he refuses to feed his pets after midnight, for an example. <laughs> Is that in case furry things like this turn into gremlins? Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's talking about. Anyways, uh, I've still got another few points that I would like to discuss. One of the things, like, there is, there is, we we said we weren't going to get too deep with some of our conversations, but there is sort of symbolic nature in quite a lot of what happens in this movie. You know, um, that that scene at the end where she, she thinks she's found the exit. And she's running up the path. There is sort of a sense of, you know, that being symbolic of her rebirth. Yeah. As this other person. So I think... Sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to interrupt me with a point. Um, You know, and and that's just one example. There's quite a few different examples of stuff like that happening throughout the movie. And I think that's something that it actually does quite well. Uh, But see that bit that you just talked about? As soon as you see her crawling up that perfect angle you know it's a fucking dream exactly because there's no danger that nobody had discovered that cave system if that was there yeah yeah no i I, that i thought there is i can't remember if i thought it first time i saw it but i remember on subsequent watches being like oh yeah that's definitely like she's dreaming now i don't know i I don't know maybe that's something that boomer or kate in the chat could answer for us when they first watched it is that something that you know did they assume like did they get that feeling, even though that's not where how their ending goes? Like, I, I still remember what I said when I saw that bit. Yeah. I leaned over to one of the guys I knew, and I, I says, I, Bruce, he's like, fit. I'm like, she's slowly bleeding out, falling asleep. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I was wrong, but that's what I thought it was. But you were close enough. And he's, he's like, he's like, I think you're right. And he got excited thinking it was so cool that this was a fit they were going to end it on, you know? Because yeah. that's what I thought it was. I thought she was just slowly bleeding out, sitting in the cave dying. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is close enough, though, to what what we actually got. You know, it's not that million miles away, is it? But yeah. I do like some of the foreshadowing that happens as well, because there's that moment is, during the cave-in scene where uh, Beth goes back for her. 
and she tells her this is the worst thing the worst thing that could have happened to you has already happened and you're just like yeah no it's not <laughs> exactly just wait bitch um so i i like moments like that that you maybe don't get on the on the straight away um boomer says yeah immediately knew that wasn't real but it was real in your version right it was real in the american version because she escapes I can't remember. Does is that still a dream, and does she escape in a different way? Or I can't. You've not seen the that ending. I can't remember. I've only seen it once or twice. No. Um, what do I admit? He told me. I, I, he obviously got it wrong, but he said the American version was when she escapes, she gets out, and then it just cuts to her sitting with her daughter, mm. and then that's it. I can't. I can't. Now, unless he just watched a pirated version of this, and, yeah. Possibly. You know, it stopped early. We we at Pod of the Dam do not condone pirating of movies, of course. (laughs) Obviously. But back in the day, it was everywhere, and it was the only way you could get films at the same time as the US. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, right. We were normally about three months later, that's why. Is there... It was about three months, yeah. Is there any point in this movie where you feel bad for Juno? Uh, The only bit that I feel bad for her is when I started laughing because she got killed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm laughing at that bit where she gets hit. Everybody else in the cinema's like, oh! I'm like, <laughs> probably not the best type of laugh, you know? Like, it, it genuinely wasn't the best type of laugh. Like, everyone looking at you like, you're know, basically a psycho. And I'm like, yeah, I better keep my head out of me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea, isn't it? Um yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I just want to throw it out there because I do. There is again a train of thought that has some sort of sympathy for Juno as the movie goes on, but I just, I just don't because, you know, every step of the way she chooses like the really selfish, pick me, cunty option, doesn't she? Yeah, like I decided to pick this caves and not tell you because it's I want to be the one to discover it with you guys. There's also, there's also, in that opening scene, it's so blatant that they're having an affair. Yeah, they're pumping, eh? Like, it's not, like, you, you'd you think you would try and hide that, like, much better than they're doing. I, I, I've got no comment on that, sort of. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it is so fucking blatant, isn't it? It's it's really fucking obvious that them two are having an affair. But sometimes it's so obvious. But not to the person... The thing that not hides to the, the fuck. But not to the people who are involved. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's, e- it's easier to see from the outside than the inside. It's a good point. Um, just a couple of other points that I want to bring up then. Um, before I'll let you have the, the floor and, and then we can move on. I really like just want to point out the overall sort of acting in this movie, specifically from our main character, Shauna McDonald, who plays Sarah. I think she does really fucking good job in this movie. That scene where she sort of uh, wakes up in the hospital and the heart breaks where she sort of has figured out that her family is dead. You know, that, that's another really sort of bleak, harrowing scene and she performs that really well. Um, you know, we've we've praised people like Tony Collette for that kind of scene in, in you know, things like Hereditary recently, but I think Sean McDonald does a really good job of it here as well. Um, yeah. One, there's a slightly continuity thing that bothered me in this movie. So, 
going back to the the scene where they're hanging from the roof over the the gap what do yeah. you call what do you actually call that what's the word for that section like what would you call I'd, that uh, a, i'd say a crevasse i saw uh, yeah well, so i was right yeah that's fine um fill it with your mighty juice there the crevasse fill it with your mighty juice oh well um Good little tenacious tenacious D reference there. Nice. With your mighty juice. Maybe I should dream warriors tenacious D into this and just start every so often playing some tenacious D. Anytime crevasse is said. Just anything. Just you know any single word that's ever used in a tenacious D song. That would be a wonder boy. No way. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So which um, one was it you said that you fancied again? Um, the 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 bloke at the start. No. <laughs> who who was that again? Beth. Oh, would you fuck her gently? I'm gonna fuck you softly. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I good. Okay. Uh, right. So when the the moment. Anyways, my point. Do you like kielbasa? <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> my point. Right. They make it to the the crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> you okay there? They make it to the crevasse, right? And in in that initial scene, they drop the they drop the rock off the side to see how how deep it goes, and you hear the rock yeah. clattering off the rocks at the bottom but later on yeah. when juno jumps it's like uh, there's a there's water at the bottom is there she lands in water oh yeah so she does i forgot about that that bit that, that's always bothered me see maybe they just hurt the rock side at, at the side so it's like don't, yeah but don't, you would have still heard this you'd have still you'd have still heard the splash no yeah, really because it would have bounced off the rock and went bloop no nah. I'm refusing to accept that. Just like you refused to accept that, that it was actually Sarah that killed everyone, I'm refusing to accept that. I think that's just... That's because it wasn't Sarah that killed I everyone. Bet, I, well, I, that's because there was no water at the bottom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I see. You didn't fucking like it, do you? <laughs> but here's the thing. It, 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 might, it might have been filling up. Because remember the, the rock slide? Altered the cave structure, so it might have been filling up as they were dealing with everything else. No, there was. I don't know how much water. No, because I'm also refusing to accept that because that I would have accepted that if there was some signs that there was water coming through there in the initial scene, but there wasn't any. Well, that's what would have caused the cave in. Everyone knows that cave-ins like that happen through two ways. But the cave-in happened water before that or scene. Earthquake. Oh no! But what I'm saying. So is, we would already have known. What, well, it, it depends how fast the water is pouring in, does it? But it wasn't pouring in, that's the point. But you don't know if it was, that's the point. No, we know, we see, it, it wasn't. <laughs> How? The the two things that would have caused the cave-in is water subsiding, uh-huh. or an earthquake. Was there a tremor? Well, yeah, there, there, there was, was no tremor. There was literally a tremor right before the, the cave-in happened. No, that's just, that was just the water rushing through the building. The, 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 the building... <laughs> 
Can't fit Nico. You're full of shit. <laughs> I, thought, I reckon it would have been water filling up. No, no, there I do. I Anyways, right. Uh, let's just catch up on the chat before we make our sort of final points. Uh, Boomer says, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I thought there was a part where she thinks she got out, but she doesn't. And then after some slight issues, she eventually does. See, I think that's what the American version at the end is. I think the dream sequence still happens, but I think once she wakes up, she then just gets out. I think. Aye, because is it not like she makes it to, is it near like a, a van or something? Yeah, I'm sure that's right. I'm sure I'm, I think that's right. But Boomer also says maybe I'm putting the two versions together in his head. Kalam says she never felt bad for Juno. She's the reason they were there. Nope, absolutely fine. Totally get that. I think we can both get on board with that. Um, but she also said maybe it rained when they were deep down. They're too ah, ma- see, they're, there's the water. There's too- the water. Oh, you just think it's a bit of fucking drizzle? <laughs> it's, it's, it's opened up the lake that's above them because they drive past it twice. Okay, whatever. I'm, 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 so I'm there still, you go. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still disagreeing with you. Anyways, my final question for you, Nico. Given that this is uh, the second Neil Marshall movie that we've covered and we love both of them, uh, The Descent or Dog Soldiers, if you had to pick one? Uh, Doomsday. <sighs> that, that that wasn't in the question, was it? Well, I'm, I'm going option three. It's a poor show, Nico. Right, any other issues... Uh, praise any other points that you'd like to bring up about this movie before we move on uh we're doing doomsday next we're not i mean we're not because <laughs> the next few movies the next like four months worth of movies have been set okay but we'll both be doing doomsday oh okay Sh- shall we move on then okay okay and best hot <laughs> So, oh, talking, talking of the logs. I guess, right? I guess we're not moving on. No, okay. <laughs> Talk, you, you know how you said about the logs thing. That I meant to say it because I was like you finish your point, but I meant to say it. Do you not think that was like a fucking subtle hint to Final Destination? Yeah, definitely. The motor. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely. What? When did Final Destination Two actually come out, though? Was that maybe like a year or two before this? Because this came out in two thousand and five. That would have been about Final Destination time, right? Final Destination 2 came out in 2003, so this is two years after it, so. Yeah, I think that was definitely maybe a wee wink-wink to Final Destination 2 there. Boomer, by the way, says Dog Soldiers. Prefers Dog Soldiers. Oh yeah, 100%. Dog Soldiers are the best out of three, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I would take the piss with Doomsday. Doomsday's the worst one. <laughs> I forgot to correct myself there. Sorry, I just realised. Did you? Okay, right, we're moving on. I don't even give a fuck anymore. Right, let's talk about some trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. I, I messaged the mate and he says the ending on the US one is where the girl is in the, the motor. You just see a glimpse of her in the motor and then it stops there. Right, okay. Fair so enough. that's still a bleak fucking ending in the yeah. US, is it not? Um... Probably quite surprisingly, there's actually quite a lot of trivia for this movie. Um, Good. British movies tend to not have a huge amount of trivia on uh, on on the interwebs. We'll start off as we do with the finances. This movie, according to IMDb, had a budget of £3.5 million, um, which I would believe would be in the region of, what, about $5 million? Just under four and a half? Nowadays. Four and a half, maybe? Well... But then you would have got about 2.5, so it would have been fucking double that. Yeah. Anywho. So it would have been a big budget for about that. Three and a half million pounds. Uh, it grossed so world... So you thought about eight. It grossed US. world... 
It grows worldwide. <laughs> you do that every fucking week. You okay, mate? No. You grossed worldwide $57.1 million. Um, so it's safe to say that this was a pretty pretty big success financially um, of a movie, which, I don't know, is that a surprise? No. You sure? I don't know. Like, I feel like that's just a surprise that this movie did so well. Like, even though it's so good and we're full of praise for it, feels like the kind of movie that just wouldn't do well at the box office. See, back then... 2005, everyone... remember. Horror yeah, wasn't in then, a great place. Yeah, but everyone, if a critic said it was good, that was printing money. Yeah. Folk did used to go see it, whether it was good or not. That's true. The, where they made their serious coin was the aftermath, and I know for a fuck this movie, the critics were daft on it. Yeah. absolutely loved this. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's funny, you mentioned uh, the movie Dracula earlier, didn't you? Um, no, I said Nosferatu. Yeah, so the the crawlers were designed to resemble Nosferatu from the, I, the original, tell that the original 1922 film. They also had huge white eyes to begin with, but that idea was done away with because it looked too silly, and it took three and a half hours to uh, in makeup to transform one, an actor into one of the crawlers, and they had to shave off all their body hair. So yeah, yeah it was specifically designed on Nosferatu. Yeah, you could blatantly tell that. Yeah. Plus, I like the way they look slightly gloopy. You know, yeah. like they've got like fucking something on them. Yeah, I like that. It's just—I think it's just supposed to be like a layer of like filth and dirt, and you know their skin will have toughened and over the the, the evolution and yeah, they look. I think they look fucking cool. I've I've seen I've seen I a lot too. I've seen a lot of discourse saying that they look goofy as shit. I don't think they look goofy. I think they look they look pretty fucking cool. They look um, slimy and creepy, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, the filmmakers considered it too dangerous to film in an actual cave, and it would have been far too time-consuming, so they just built the caves instead. So all the cave scenes are just uh, on built on set. The The external scenes were all filmed in the UK, um, but the, the cave scenes were all on a set. I think it was in Pinewood Studios that they, they built. Uh, it was not like 20 different caves they made. They made... I think they only made one cave, but they made it like 20 different ways. For the one cave, I, if that makes sense. I think they basically filled them in and out of the studio, was it not? They made different ones that they could alter it into like 20 different versions. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, Which is quite cool, I think. The appearance of the creatures was kept a secret from the cast members until the first scene in which the encounter was filmed, and the cast were finally filming the scene where the girls encountered the crawlers. They were genuinely scared and screamed the building down, running off set and laughing. Um, we've spoken before. I knew that, but... We do. We we've spoken before about directors who do this, and I'm I'm not a huge fan of directors actually scaring their cast. Aye, but this one, it wasn't like they were fucking not knowing it wasn't coming. They read the script. They just didn't know what it looked like. Yeah, it's not like uh, the chest bursting scene where no one told them what was what was actually happening. Yeah. Uh, Boomer says you'd think they'd have more hair to stay warm and also like little Nikos running around. <laughs> that is that is a terrifying thought. Never bring that up again. See, if, if you were a cave dweller like that, then yeah, you would have no hair. You would be blind. Yeah. Your other senses would be heightened. The evolution wise would do that because you wouldn't want hair catching on stuff. No, I think that I think that their skin will have toughened enough to the point where it probably retains heat as well. Maybe, but the thing is, the caves would funnel in the heat and yeah. the cool. 
Yeah. So they'd be they'd be pretty much a constant temperature. You'd just be used yeah, to they'd, that temperature. Yeah, they'd be they'd be completely desensitized to it, wouldn't they? Yeah, like being on the surface would hurt them more. Being yeah. cold or hot because they'd be a steady temperature. Yeah. Uh, production of this film is fast tracked, so the movie could be released before the similarly themed American film The Cave, um, uh, which I can't help but notice is we're not talking about the cave we're talking about the descent so that maybe suggests which movie uh, did a better job uh, unfortunately it opened the same week as the 2005 london bombings which considerably hurt the film's chances at the box office so there's even another reason like the, we were already saying that the film did really really well at the box office but they're actually saying that the, the box office was probably hurt it could have been even bigger if it wasn't for the fact that it got released the same the same week as the london bombings yeah which is a good point so um, the jokey production name given to this film during production was Chicks with Picks. That's even lowbrow for me. Away you go. Uh, <laughs> the lowest brow person I fucking know. Nah, that sh- even Shira's disgusted by that, are you, Shira? No, she looks it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's gone. She's, she's, she's leaving. She's leaving. <laughs> Perfect day, whatever. Nice. Um, Shauna McDonald, who plays our lead character, Sarah, is actually claustrophobic. <laughs> so it probably she loved this. Uh. <laughs> she found it easy to act scared and panicky while underground. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, the director of this movie, Neil Marshall, who we've briefly discussed, initially wanted to pass on the project, having just done another horror movie with Dog Soldiers three years earlier. Uh, he later reconsidered since both movies were nothing alike. Um, even though, in actual fact, the movies are a lot alike. Yeah, but... I get I get that the concept yeah. of the movies are very different, but they're very, very similar, aren't they? They that's are. What, and that's what we were saying at the beginning. They're, they're different, but the same. You know, it's, it's weird. Um, yeah. He decided to cast an all-female group with protagonists in, in contrast to the normally male-dominated horror genre. He consulted with his female friends to avoid cliches and define their personalities, and he chose actresses with a wide v- array of accents to give the film a more cosmopolitan feel. Um, there's people out there saying, like, oh, this guy has obviously never spoken... I saw the criticisms. This guy's never spoken to a woman before in his life, but he got his like female friends to help write the script. So, and I used to hang about with females a lot, yeah. and they are to very similar to female groups. Like, um, yeah, every actress in this—I don't know why I said actress so funnily there. I said that weird. Every actress yeah. in the group is from a different country. Shauna McDonald, who plays Sarah, was raised in Scotland. So obviously, she has a nice Scottish accent, but she was born in Malaysia. Um, Natalie Mendoza, who plays Juno, is from Hong Kong. Alex yeah. Reed, was uh, who plays Beth, was born in England. Uh, Saskia Mulder, who plays Rebecca, is from the Netherlands. Mayana Burning, is, uh, who plays Sam, comes from Sweden. And Nora Jane Mnoon, who plays Holly, obviously comes from Ireland. So, from all over the globe. Uh, is it not like... Is, I might be wrong, but is Alex Reed and they like Fick Cornwall, so she's really hiding her accent if that's the case. Oh, I, I didn't read too much more into that, so I'm not sure, but possibly. Fucking, okay, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, <clears throat> I don't I'm know... I don't... Um, There's a couple of pieces of trivia I don't know if I should read out now, because you've not seen the sequel. I don't want to spoil it for you. Then no. Okay. We'll cover it when we do the sequel. Okay. Um, In that case, then, I have one piece of trivia left (laughs) instead of four. Um, 
among the bones that Sarah falls into uh, is one of the wolf's head from Dog Soldiers. Yeah, you see it right in front of her. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's the actual head from the movie, so I think that was a real cool little touch. I like that. Anyways, uh, Nico, any other pieces of trivia that you know of? Uh, oh, I've forgotten which one it was, but one of them was on Graham Norton, and she said she nearly pissed herself when the fucking monster came out. Okay, there you go. But I can't remember which one it was. Fair enough. Because they were that terrified, so it's just the Baka, what you said already. Oh, cool. Because they, they got told... What was it they said it was again? I think they got told they looked like mole people or something. They got told they would look totally opposite if it actually appeared. Like mole people? Uh, <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> so they'd expect to see a big hairy bastard like fucking Boomer was saying and they see the fucking actual alien. Like... Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, well, with, you fuckers. with that being said then, we shall move on to our final segment and we'll talk about the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics scores. IMDb scored this movie a 7.2 out of 10, Metacritic scoring at a 7.1. Nico, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics and the Rotten Tomatoes audience have scored this movie? Well, I remember the critics were going fucking daft about it, so I'll give that like... I want to say 90. 90%? Pick a number. I'll do the same as I did earlier, split the difference. 85. Okay, and the audience? Uh, See, it's a tough one because, as I said, Sheila, help me. Help me. A lot of help. Fuck it, 85 again. Uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes critics, you're pretty much spot on. Scored this eighty-seven percent. Um, you were you were right earlier. The audience not quite as high on it, scoring at seventy-six percent. Yeah, because I remember uh, fucking audiences. Any time, uh, genuinely, it was such a divide of the sexes. Like mm-hmm. women hated this in my mm-hmm. my day. Like. Uh, the critics' consensus: deft direction and strong performances from its all-female cast guide the descent. A riveting claustrophobic horror film uh, as always we throw it out to our audience our listeners and viewers asking for your opinions and scores um we have for the first time in a long time actually a nice big juicy review from ren who oh. you know used to leave us big long reviews um for every episode but he hasn't done one for for a couple of months so he's, he's back he's back um former guest ren if anyone wants to check out his episode he joined us for terrifier um anyways he says oh he actually says in the first line it's been a while since i wrote a long-winded one for you blokes but here we go <laughs> uh this <laughs> before you get into that then yeah i've looked it up now okay. she is actually cornish so oh, okay, that's not go. even her real accent it's there, funny as fuck there you go uh anyways uh this film is tense and terrifyingly claustrophobic and that's even before the creatures show up it goes from one nightmare scenario right into another Normally, that kind of drastic change of pace throws me off, but in this instance, it just ramped up the terror. The cast has incredible chemistry and feels like they've been a group of friends for a long time, so when their inside jokes and even their bickering happens, it all flows naturally. I bet they were able to ad-lib a lot. 
The film yeah. also does a great job of sprinkling in subplots just below the surface to add some depth to this generally straightforward idea. This is Neil Marshall's greatest accomplishment, even more so than the beloved dog soldiers. Sadly, this would be the last great thing he would do until Black, until the Blackwater and Watchers of the Wall episode of Game of Thrones. Um, I give this a solid 8.5 out of 10, and it would land pretty high in my list of the best horror films in the last 20 years. How can you not like Doomsday? It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> it is genuinely so bad, it's good. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, you say that all the time. You say that word, that exact sentence. It's genuinely so bad, it's good. But when we have different definitions about what's so bad, it's that good, true, yeah. that, that means nothing to me, Nico. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, at Bloopenheimer Mew says, gives it a solid 8 out of 10. I haven't watched it in a long time. My first viewing nearly gave me a panic attack during the scene where the girl gets stuck in the narrow alcove. But I remember thoroughly enjoying it. I'll admit that I enjoy the more bleak ending versus the theatrical. So there's someone who enjoys the UK ending more. So in agreement with us. Uh, the Bi Republic says, this is one of my favourites. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Movie is scary as shit. I also had a near panic attack watching it the first time. A lot of people saying they're having panic attacks on this movie. Yeah. Uh, at Royal Holiness, whole as in, you know, you're a hoe, uh, gives it. Uh, yeah, there you go. Was it, was it you? Um, no. This was uh, an 8 out of 10, perfectly paced, and it would have worked even without the creatures. Total claustrophobic nightmare fuel. As I think Nico's dying. Oh, I had a sneezing fit. I was trying Bl to keep it quiet. Sorry. Bl bless you. Ah, I felt like my eyes were got popping them skull. Boomer, right, anyway. Boomer now says he needs to give Doomsday a watch. It is absolutely shit, Boomer, but you'll love it. I think, I think, Boomer, you can put that onto your because you're you're most of the way through your three hundred sixty five day new watch list of horror. That can go on your list if you've got space. Um, so... I, I've been told I'm like Soul if you watch it. Okay. Uh, Stephen Lawrence says this movie was so much different from what I thought it would be, and that ending, sheesh, talk about a diner. I loved it. Ten out of ten. Uh, a couple of slightly ne more negative reviews towards the end here, but a couple more positive ones before we get to those. Horror Morgan says, one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever seen, so I'm going to give it a hard seven. Uh, previous guest on the show who joined us recently for Bucket List Horror doing Midsummer, LRJ Allen, gives it a nine. Once it shows the creatures in full, it loses some of its edge, but it's still a crazy, intense piece of filmmaking. So he's he, not a big fan of the creatures. Um... Deborah B says, I can't help comparing it to Dog Soldiers. Same director, same essential premise. The dynamics between the teams that get isolated and hunted were so different. The men were a team, the women were a mess. That really took away from the whole film. Disappointed. I, I mean, we, we've discussed our reasonings for why we think that's the case. And, you know, I, I think that's the reasons are pretty, pretty easy to get on board with. Have you seen Doomsday? No. So Doomsday has a lot of the folk that were in Dog Soldiers, and it's basically like the blokes are, they they they're not all trained, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it is a strong female character in the lead, yeah. who's taking point on the whole thing. And yeah, you you can see that he does it like they're an army unit, they're a group of friends. This lot are thrown together to save the world. It's yeah. basically what it is. Some of them are trained, some of them are not. Okay. Okay. Uh, and finally, Shauner gives it a 3 out of 10. Overrated, dumb characters, 
all the white women look exactly the same. Cheesy monsters. Bit racist. There you go. So, uh, thank you to everyone for your scores and opinions. Altogether, on average, you guys, our listeners, gave uh, The Descent an average score of 8.1 out of 10. So, fairly high. That's a fairly high score. Um, but that just leaves me and you, Nico. On a scale of 0 to 10, what would you rate The Descent? Well, most of the characters, I'd give them one. Um... <sighs> You're right there. Nope. Nope. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is an absolutely amazing movie. It does have something that can terrify every single person in it. If you're not scared by anything in it, then join the club. Uh, fucking, it's amazing. It's a great movie, and I'll give it a nine. Nice. Um, well, I think you'll be very pleased to know that this is going to be one of the very rare occasions where we are exactly spot on with each other. I think this is about as near to a perfect movie, uh, as you can make in, in these, especially at that time. Um, uh, it's a movie that's now approaching 20 years old. It's 18 years old and it's it's standing the test of time. There's nothing really in this movie that would age it terribly anyway. Um, yeah. But the monsters look great. They've obviously went to great lengths to make them look really good. Uh, the, the, the themes and the, the sort of dynamics of the movie, I think, work incredibly well. And are, again, also all themes that will stand the test of time. So this is a movie I think in another 20 years' time we'll still be watching and having high praise for. Um, yeah. Um, I'm simply taking a point off for, you know, the fact that there's no explanation for the water at the bottom of the grass. <laughs> the only reason I'm taking a point off is I would have liked to have seen Juno torn to pieces. Okay. I'm not going to make any more comment on that because, you know, I don't want to spoil things. Um. Okay, well, in that case, I'm also going to give How it... How are you going to spoil it? We've just talked about it. <laughs> Trust me, Nico, I, I couldn't even begin to get into it. You just need to go watch the sequel. Like, oh, okay. Okay. What, Juno's alive? I'm not saying anything. Okay, that's weird. I've got to go watch the sequel now. Okay. Um, right, I'm also giving it a 9 out of 10, just for anyone who... Uh was unclear about what my score is so one of the rare occasions nico where we give matching scores yeah and therefore all of our scores combined with you guys our listeners and our critic scores gives the descent an average score of 8.1 out of 10 and it puts it in 13th place of the now 82 movies that we have covered in the show so you were pretty much in there you said sort of between 10th and 20th didn't you um or between a seven and an eight, so you're you're well, you're kind of uh, you were originally close, but then I, I genuinely thought it was going to be about an eight, and then I downgraded. Um, it puts it one place above Zombieland and one place below Hereditary. Okay. It's also yeah. two places below your beloved Lost Boys. Ken Summon, I I would take this up there next to Lost Boys. Well, it is. It's just two places behind it. Um. Not quite breaking into that top 10, although it's very, very close. Uh, having a look at the movies that's above it, Dog Soldiers is still currently in 7th place. Um, so Dog Soldiers has 
came in ever so slightly higher, but it's literally like 0.2. I mean, this has an 8.1, Dog Soldiers has an 8.3, so it's like really, really fucking close. And I think, I think that's about right. Right. Yeah, because put it this way, I think Dog Soldiers is a better movie than this. I think Dog Soldiers but... is a more enjoyable movie than this, but I think this is a better horror movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd rather watch Dog Soldiers over this. But Dog Soldiers has the comedy factor, isn't it? So it makes it, uh, it makes it a, uh, more enjoyable thing to watch, doesn't it? And, and we never actually talked about the, like, poster for this, which I'm surprised you never mentioned. Well, you, there's still time. We're still recording, Nico. The, the, the poster was, like, the girls in the shape of a skull. Yeah, well, there's a couple of different posters uh, that are sort of generally used for this movie. There's that one with, that we're going to use uh, that we've been posting up for the movie, but there's also the one where um, it's the scene where she's climbing up the staircase of skulls, and you can just see like her at the bottom. I think it's the one uh, that's the one we're sort of using for that this stream that's been flashing up across uh, the course of the of the this one. Well, it's not even that. I think it's just like it's more a beam of light that's just shining down onto her face in the cave. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think that that I think I I like that that poster that you talked about. I think it's really creative. Yeah, I think it's really really cool. But a lot of folk were like, "Oh, that's just fucking disgusting!" Like the way that they've done it, and I'm like, "How? It's not like they're naked." You bet you wish they were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Boomer says, uh, with regards to our uh, score, our leaderboard, that Zombieland is way too high. Why? It's currently in 14th place. I mean... So, one of the best comedy fucking zombie movies you can get? I don't think it deserves to be in 14th place. I gave it a slightly lower score than, than the... I actually gave it the lowest score out of everything. Out of you, out of the critics, I gave it the lowest score. So, I, I genuinely think it should be a bit lower, but I, I'm not overly upset by the fact that Zombieland is, is high up there. You know, there's some... Movie... It's still a decent movie. I think the thing is, like, and, th- and this is the one thing I think when we're talking about our leaderboard, yes, you know, if you were to just take mine and your scores and no one else's scores into account, the leaderboard would look very, very different, right? Yeah. But that's literally the whole point is to try and create some sort of general consensus about where everything goes Zombieland's currently in 14th place if this podcast lasts you know for another five six seven years you know we're going to cover hundreds and hundreds of horror movies you know Zombieland's going to be way away from that sort of top 15 at some point there are a ton of other horror movies out there that are going to come above Zombieland you know it's yeah. not going to be a top 20 horror movie. It's going to drop down the list. Are there movies that are below it on our leaderboard that I think it should be above? Yes. And we have got an episode uh, planned for our 101st episode to counter that as well. Um, yeah. You know, we, We're going to do our sort of, not a re-rating. So um, what I haven't said to you, Nico, is yesterday as well, what I did is I went, I've so I've got a second leaderboard now because I've updated all of the movies scores from imdb and rotten tomatoes and everything so okay we're not going to publish that new leaderboard until we do the full 101st leaderboard but i've already updated and i can tell you there's there's some changes 
Unless Lost Boys is back in the top ten, I don't care. Well, we also that also doesn't include because we're going to pick three movies each to re-rate, and it, yeah. a movie that we either think that we were too harsh on or were too positive about or too generous for. We're going to re-rate. Um, as of right now, I've picked my three movies that I'm going to re-rate. I don't think you've picked all three that you. I think you've picked one. No, I have no idea. Have you no idea? But um, I mean, it, it might not be a huge re-rating. I'm not saying we're going to re-rate something from like a one to a nine. It might literally just be changing like a five to a six or something. But um, yeah, that can make all the difference. And I can tell you though, but from from the initial critics ratings that have changed and the 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 viewers ratings that have changed there has been some movement on the leaderboard there has been changes so um yeah there's definitely going to be things that people need to keep an eye on um and there's been changes in and around the top 10 there's been a lot of changes in and around that sort of 20th to 40th area but there's been some changes at the bottom as well okay so I think a couple of uh, a couple of movies um, who at the time we were recording hadn't received Metacritic scores have now received Metacritic scores as well, which right. I think is going to make a bit of a difference um, as well. So yeah, and I think I think you know us doing that, you know, I think it's important that we do that just to try and make sure we're keeping things accurate and fresh as well. See, I think we should have uh, the top ten of just our numbers on them. I mean, I can see do that. Which ones overlap? I can see do which that. ones overlap. So, I, my top ten and your top ten. Yeah. I mean, just I can star scores. I can do that. I can post something out on the socials later today doing that because that's literally something that I can bash out really quickly. Yeah, but we should do that with the new reviews and uh, new meta and all that. I mean, say no, I wouldn't affect it, so it doesn't matter. No, it wouldn't affect it, but like I say, yeah. well, well, I'll, I'll make, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll make a graphic up. I'll put it out on the socials. Ah, cool. Okay. Because I think Anyways. it would be interesting to see our top tens compare each other. Do you want to see our bottom tens as well? Yeah, go for it, actually. Okay. Right. Well, in that case, that is going to do it for this week's show. Nico, as always, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Uh. Up next on the show, it's your choice of movie, Nico, and we. What are we talking about? I forgot what the next. Of one course, is. you have. We're talking all about Stud of Echoes. Oh yeah, that's why I've forgotten because it was the one Amanda watched. What? Uh, well, you've you've obviously picked that as a, a friend request. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking all about Star of Echoes. Um, that'll be interesting though. Yeah, she requested that ages ago. A movie, a, a movie that we don't. A movie that doesn't really get a lot of coverage. Yeah. So, and we always like talking about movies that don't generally get a huge amount of coverage, as well as talking about, you know, the big ones. Um, we haven't really... T I mean, when was the last time we talked about, like, one of the proper... The, I guess, The Thing. We did that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Um, but yeah. we haven't been talking a lot about the sort of absolute classics of horror over the past... I would say for the majority of this year, to be honest. That's true. Uh... I think when you look at... Uh, movies that we've covered this year obviously we've it's a done lot of we've done the thing um you could probably put the conjuring in there as one of the sort of giants given its sort of status now uh blair witch and hellraiser oh, we've done a few i guess blair witch and hellraiser are both there candy man's there the thing 
But I think in general, we've done a lot of new releases this year. Evil Dead Rise, we've obviously done. Uh, we did X earlier in the year. Uh, we've done things like... What else have we done? Megan. Did we do Pearl yet? We haven't done Pearl yet, no. I still haven't seen Pearl. Uh, Megan. You've not seen it yet? I've still not seen Pearl yet, no. Megan, Knock at the Cabin we've done. Evil Dead Rise, like I say, we've obviously done. So we've done a lot more sort of modern Becky as well, modern horror movies this uh, this year than we did last. So um, obviously the schedule is 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 pretty much set, I think, for the majority of the rest of the year. We'll, we'll change things up yeah. for sort of Halloween time and, of course, Christmas time because we have to do our Christmas movies, Nico. Yep. Um, but That's yeah. a hint to me, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But we've got some... We've got some well, in fairness, we've got a few of the, the giants of horror coming up in the next few months, but I think we're fairly sticking to uh, to our uh, our sort of theme of the year, of going for lesser known, slightly more modern horror movies as well. Yeah. And you've obviously got um, we're you're you're going to give us a little uh, exploitation walk round. <laughs> the the good old eighties and seventies and eighties fucking. I'm the exploitation I, ones, basically. I am, you know what? I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also dreading it. I am really, yeah. no, no, no. One in particular because I'm not sure that episode is going to be broadcastable. I'm, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Frankenhooker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why is that not going to be broadcastable? Because you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that bad. Yeah. Anyways, right. Um, stay ch- stick around, everyone who's in the chat, Nico, just for a couple of minutes before, um, once I end the episode, we'll stick around and do our final goodbyes. Um, uh, yeah. But so once again, thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you to Nico for joining me. And until next week on the Pod of the Damned, Nico, just remember: you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.